0: Station. It's area code nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. 803 It's area code nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. You could also join the conversation in the YouTube chat over at youtube.com slash liberal dan radio. Uh, you could also um, leave your comments in the YouTube uh, thread on youtube.com slash liberal dan radio after the show is over once it posts uh, as well. But let, let me know your opinions on whatever we talk about as well today. Um, I sang a bunch of karaoke on the cruise ship and uh, it's not like a COVID type run down, worn out type six feeling that I have uh, like a previous cruise that I went on. Um, Hey, Jolie, what's going on? Um, But I do have a cough and I do, I I did sing a bunch of karaoke. So I did get a little hoarse. Like at the end, I tried to sing uh, Hamilton's you'll be back. Uh, at the last day of karaoke. And normally when I sing You'll Be Back, I have some issues getting to that high part when, um, if you've heard my parody where I do We'll Fight Back and where it's like, they say our love is straining and we can't go
1: on,
0: that part. So normally I struggle with, uh, especially if I'm like really projecting it really high and I'm, like, that part like that's the part i usually struggle at well i did that part perfectly but it's the other parts of this song i was like this
1: is and
0: it was terrible so i was already pretty bad i should have went for another song but somebody else did um uh will never be satisfied and like everybody seemed to be into it so i was like i really want to do hamilton and i just really blew it although when i did the you know, they say our love is training and it can't go on. And I hit the high note, everybody was like, Woo So, I don't know, that felt good. Um, hey Teresa, how's it going? Um, so anyway, so if my voice sounds a little weird, it's because I'm sucking on some cough drops. Um, and I'll be drinking it my water to try and keep my throat nice and moist and to try and keep myself as least like- least likely to uh start coughing fits. Um In the middle of the show but it's very well possible that i may just end the show abruptly or may end the show just earlier than even an hour uh if i just feel like i just can't go on if i say my voice is straining and i can't go on to 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 paraphrase hamilton or king george from hamilton um so thank you wes um so but If you do, on nerdydan.com, on youtube.com slash nerdydan.com, I did go ahead and post. This is a funny story. I'll probably talk more about uh, the vacation stuff tomorrow on uh, my Twitch stream. Now, because I didn't stream on Twitch yesterday, because I really had a sore throat yesterday, I, I I kind of delayed my Twitch stream. So... (laughs) <laughs> my Twitch stream schedule is going to be like kind of delayed back a week, uh, a, a, a day. So, so for example, tomorrow on Twitch I was going to do Disney Light Valley. That's to Aaron's because Aaron's late today. To Aaron's dismay, that's going to be pushed back to Tuesday, maybe, or maybe even next Thursday. Um, tomorrow's going to be Fortnite. But I'll probably talk more about um, my Disney cruise and why. It was the best cruise I've ever been on, and why I'll never go on it probably again. Uh, I'll probably go into more detail about that tomorrow, <laughs> but if you do want to see my singing um James, the song by the group James uh, laid in a pirate costume it's right now it's it's live on nerdydan.com on youtube so um And the funny thing was most of the karaoke on the Disney cruise ship was family karaoke. So I sang, like, family-friendly songs or, like, nothing horrible. Like, I sang a Beatles song. I sang something by George Harrison. I sang um, Never Had a Friend Like Me. I've never done that song before in karaoke. I used to love it uh, as as a teenager because that used to be my favorite Disney movie. (laughs) Um, I got a good cheer out of that one, too, because at the end I did, like, the, like, never had a friend like me and it just held to me for a very long time and everyone's like "Woo!" Um, I forget what next songs I did the next next time I went to karaoke I don't remember what I did I'm forgetting I'm blanking out at this point Um but but that night the, the Saturday night I think it was when I when it was pirate night um, it was adults-only karaoke, so it was 18 plus. But since it was 18 plus, I could sing songs that I wouldn't normally sing around children. So I sang James Lade, which has the lyric, She Only Comes When She's On Top. And then I also sang Why Don't We Get Drunk and Screw. And the funny thing about that was just the guy running karaoke, I'm singing why, like, why don't we get drunk and screw? And all of a sudden, like, the guy's like, we're talking about screwdrivers, right? Like a drink. And I'm like, sure, yeah. At the adult karaoke where there's no kids, we're talk, totally talking about screwdrivers with you know, vodka and orange juice. And I'm like, I'm sitting there in the back of my head thinking, "Um, <laughs> human being, dot pc." I should have save that one for adults karaoke uh, just to be like, well, you know, so they, took it out the, they took it out the catalog. So can we sing zippity doo da at the adults karaoke version? Um, I don't know. I'm like, why are you giving me a hard time singing this song? My, my kind of opinion is if you don't want me singing this song on your cruise ship, don't allow me to sing this song on your cruise ship. Like when I request the song, like take it off your list. Say, oh, we don't have that, or flag it. Be like, oh, we don't allow this song to be sung at karaoke because of, you know, it mentions sex. So come on, like, and, and I have no problem with it if you wanna ha- if you wanna restrict songs based on content because it's a Disney cruise, even if it's an 18 and up. Uh, event where no children are going to be present, I have no problem with that. I'll abide by the rules, but just tell me what the rules are. Don't give me grief about it. <clears throat> <clears throat> Teresa, sorry, I do not like or respect the singer Kid Rock. Also, he's weird and scary. I mean, but come on, Teresa. How can you not appreciate the, 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 the Shakespearean-like prose of Ba with the ba, the bang a dang, diggy diggy diggy. Said the boogie, said up jump the boogie. I mean, not since Shakespeare have we seen such art. Sorry, I, uh, that hurt to say and not have a, and, and keep a straight face on. On you know. Um, so anyway, um, I probably would have done more Disney songs. Like there are some Disney songs that I'd like to do um like in karaoke one of my best friends um when we do karaoke together we'll sing um from frozen um love is an open door and we do it together and it's really fun and we do really we have, we do a really good job with it um but she wasn't there so i couldn't sing with her um and cassie will go to karaoke with me but she won't sing um so Little um Missouri i MO, MO is Missouri right cutting funding for libraries city. of course they are um Tracy Tack, sadly I like two of Kid Rock songs um yeah I mean it's unfortunate that his songs are are tacky, are catchy he has some catchy songs like um I don't like Brian Adams. I think Brian Adams is an a-hole. Um, I had to explain this to somebody last night as we were talking about it because um went Brian Adams concert from my first anniversary. He was down at the House of Blues. It was a more intimate type settings, setting. Earlier in the show, he was like, who here has my new CD? And this was back in like 2008. So it was like a new CD, but like nobody had it. And one person was like, "Woo!" And he was like, oh, so you're the one. And so later on in the show, well, earlier on and before the show, I went to Will Call, picked up my tickets. Uh, the sign in Will Call said no flash photography, no professional video equipment. I had a little Canon rinky-dink one-shot camera. I turned off the flash photography, and this is clearly not professional video equipment, so I'm thinking I'm fine. I'm all the way on the side. There's one little place to sit down. You can't really stand, and there's no place to sit. So I'm kind of, I'm taking some pictures. I'm taking a little bit of video or whatever. Nothing big. I mean, again, it's a shitty little camera. Brian Adams points me out. And there was everybody by the stage with their cell phones. I mean, it's their crappy little 2008 cell phones. But they all have their cell phones videoing or whatever like that. And he picks me out of the crowd. And he was like, I don't want to see this up on YouTube. Um, and I'm like, ass me. Immediately in my head was about to say, well, maybe if somebody posted this crap on YouTube, they'd, you'd be more likely to sell some of your new albums in Louisiana instead of just one. But I didn't want to get kicked out because I didn't want Cassie to not be able to see the rest of the show. So I just went mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and just fumed for the rest of the show. Um, and then some security guy came over to me and he was like, no filming. And I'm like, the sign said... No flash photography, no professional video equipment. This is not a professional camera. And I turned off my flash. I followed your sign. He goes, no filming. I'm like, okay, go tell all those people the same thing too. And he did, to his credit, he did. But from that point on, I've hated Bryan Adams with a passion. Though so I've, liked, I've liked his songs. Like I wanted to do like everything I do, I do it for you, karaoke. But, you know, I haven't because I don't like Brian Adams. Um, So, whatchamacallit? Yeah, fame can give people big heads, unfortunately. Um, We did, let's see, just a short, short version of the recaps. Um, We... uh, I won bingo two times in one seating, so I won 700-something bucks at bingo, which was nice, Um, which basically paid for all my vet bills today, Um, because I had to get my dog spayed today, and uh, chips, and then pay for two of my cat's uh, flea treatments, and then my cat next week, my other cat, my other kitten's getting spayed next week, so all that money is already spent. Um, We played a Disney Park trivia it was all questions about the Disney parks and we completely destroyed me and Kathy just completely owned it. Like we got, we got 15 out of 20. Correct. We would have got 16 out of 20. Correct. But Cassie was absolutely certain about this one question about figment. What? No, we don't have 90 seconds left. I thought I said, said this for 90 minutes. Hold on. Let me save this. So I don't get hung up on there. There we go. I was saying we were going to do a short show, not a 15 minute show. Um, Anywho, um, so there's like two or three things at the Disney parks that I would never question Cassie on. One of them being the Carousel of Progress. One of them being Figment because she loves Figment. And so when she said who was Figment's creator in into like Journey of the Imagination, she was like it's like Dreamweaver or something. I'm like, are you sure? Because in Journey to the Imagination isn't like Nigel Channing or whatever. She's like, no, it's Dreamweaver. I'm like, I'll, I trust you. You're a Figment file. You love Figment. I'm going to trust you. The correct answer was Nigel Channing. So we would have had 16 points, but it didn't stop us from winning. We still won the 15th. So it was all good. Um, hey, TV2, how's it going? Um, so Jeff Curry, I never figured out if Brian Adams is an old guy that looks young or a young guy that looks old. Yes. That's the correct answer is yes. Um, But I say we also went to go play 90s music trivia. I say we very loosely because I didn't really need Cassie there for the most part. I answered I pretty much answered all 30. I got all 30 points pretty much by myself. Like we were a little bit back and forth on who sang Macarena, but like we were kind of back and forth, but we settled on the one that I pretty much was, because we had gotten that one wrong before on another trivia question. And we were like, what's, what's the right answer? Is it, is is it Los something? It was Los something. No, is it Los Del Rios? I think it's Los Del Rios. And she was like, no, I think it's the other one. I'm like, no, I think it's Los Del Rios. And when they got to that question, the 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 guy was basically saying, this is the one where everybody's going to lose a point. And so he was going on and he was looking at people's answers and he was going over what people had on other other tables or whatever. He was like, the direct, direct answer is Los Del Rios. And somebody else was grading our paper and they looked at us and they were like, well done. And we were like, yes. And so we got 30 out of 30. Unfortunately, two other tables got 30 out of 30 as well. Um, so we had to go to a tiebreaker, which was spelling. Now, and watch and, it and to roll back a second. In the 90s music trivia, there was a question. They started playing everything I do. I do it for you. Or Brian Adams. And so as soon as they started playing, I them, I'm like flipping off the, the music because I like, hate Brian Adams. And um, every most people got it wrong because everyone just put everything I do and just left it as that. I'm like, no, the correct – is everything I do, open parentheses, I do it for you, close parentheses. That's the correct title of the song. And this guy's a stickler for absolutely writing the absolute correct thing in the answer. So um, – like, for example, like, there are people who are getting things wrong, like, they played Britney Spears. Um, and everyone, like, a half the people put Hit Me Baby One More Time. It, it's not the song. It's Baby One More Time. Uh, they were, um, people were putting, like, like, for the, one of the songs, all you heard was, so, and it's just, I will tell you what I want, what I really want. So it was Spice Girls. And everyone, like a lot of people put, like, if you want to be my lover or whatever, and it's just want to be. Um, but, yeah, so we lost, even though we had 30 out of 30. Instead of giving us, like, a tiebreaker question, he just went to spelling. One person lost because they didn't put the parentheses in, um, you know, it's everything I do, I do it for you. We lost because I spelt Macarena wrong. I actually had macarena I put M A R. Uh, so I had an R in there, so we lost because I spelt it Marcarena, and not macaron. and I'm like, Urgh. so, but I did have 30 out of 30, which was, you know, nice, but anyway, we didn't get to do the 2000s music trivia. Um, I was going to say one other thing about the trivia before I moved on to whatever, um, Human F B you missed opportunity for Disney karaoke, you can't take me, Brian Adams, from Spirit Stallion of the Kimmer- Cameroon. I don't even know if I know that one. Um, there was another one that we did. It was um, Star Wars. There was a Star Wars trivia. And, like, Nerdy Dan, I love Star Wars. You'd think I'd hit that one out the park right? I only got 10 out of 20 on that one. And on that one, I even got, there were some questions where everyone was like, what? And like, I got one of them right because it was like from one of the cartoons. And I even got, I only got 10 right because again, it was like you had to get the, you had to get like exact quotes correctly. Like it was tough. And then there was like a flat out Disney trivia where it was like, again, you had to get quotes right. You had to get certain things right. And it was just like Oh, and it was it was some brutal trivia. Oh, the other thing I want to say about the music trivia. The one unfortunate thing about that music trivia, um, I think we would have absolutely won had they just included a little bit of rap or R&B. Cuz it wasn't like 90s pop trivia. It was 90s music trivia. There was no rap. There was no R&B in it. It was all pop and, like, pop rock. There was not really anything rap R&B-wise. Like, had they put in a little bit of that, crowd was so unmelanated, it was ridiculous. Like, I think we would have destroyed them at that point. If there would have been just at least three or four questions that would have had some rap or R&B knowledge, I think we would have won. So... Um. anyway but it was still fun as I said I'm not going to talk much about the cruise and I've already talked 20 minutes about the cruise <laughs> again I have a cough I have the sore throat from karaoke and I don't know what the cough is I don't know if I have any little bit of bronchitis or something or whatever it's, it's I didn't test for COVID but I don't feel like I need to test for COVID because it doesn't feel covid I don't feel like fluish or COVID-y or whatever, or cold. It doesn't feel like that, so I'm not bothering. Wes, well, they researched the questions to fit the audience. So, I mean, they had all different races in at, on the cruise ship. I mean, maybe they knew who was coming, but, I mean, they had a variety of questions than all the other trivia questions. I mean, why not include a variety if you really want to do a, Test your real knowledge of '90s music. You can't exclude a whole genre of '90s music. I mean, come on. <laughs> so, anyway, um, but I'll go into more detail tomorrow on, on the on the the Twitch stream. Um, anywho, so one of the things I did want to talk about uh, today is. The whole Bud Light thing. And then I was trying to give, I was trying to see if Gibson Media was going to show up today because I wanted him to call in. Um, Maybe he's listening. I don't know. Um, Or any other conservative that just might happen to be listening along the way Uh, because I, I really don't get why, you know, they have their panties in the bunch about this whole Bud Light thing. Like, it's not like they just completely took every single thing of Bud Light and took everything and went everything, you know, rainbow washed or whatever. They had one thing where one trans woman did one thing and I think maybe won a contest or something. Maybe won fifteen grand or something because she was, you know, carried a vid- had a video of herself carrying beers. Like this is what I'm reading from Vox, in Vox in early April, Bud Light sent an influencer named Dylan Mulvaney a handful of beers. Mulvaney in turn posted a video of herself dressed like Holly Golightly from Breakfast at Tiffany's, using said beers to celebrate both March Madness and her first year of womanhood. One of the cans, one of the cans featured her image. It was part of a paid sponsorship deal and promotion for some sort of sweepstakes challenge where people can win 15 grand from Bud Light by sending in videos of themselves carrying a lot of beers. This made some people very mad and not because Holly Golightly wasn't really a beer girl. Um, it was instead because she was a trans person. Um, trans issues are currently front and center in America's culture war, but blah, by blah, blah, anti-trans sentiment, uh, Bud Light has found himself in the eye of the anti-trans storm. Kid Rock is shooting cans of the beer. Travis Tritt is banning the brand from a store. Right-wingers are calling for a ban of the ban from the a ban of the brand um, He's seen some bar some liquor store owners has seen a 20 to 25 percent dip in Bud Light sales um, Like On April 1st Mulvaney posted the video in question with the Bud Light cans and the sponsorship For the company with as big a budget as Budweiser, these types of partnerships with influencers are very small potatoes. Um, She has 1.8 million followers on Instagram, 10.8 million on TikTok, uh, and has deals with multiple brands, but her reach isn't Super Bowl ad big. Um, The Post started to pick up some steam in some conservative circles. Um, Like, she got a little bit of money to advertise Bud Light to her audience. Like, I don't understand what the big deal is. I'm a business, right? I have a business. And I'm selling widgets, whatever those widgets might be. And I wanna sell those widgets to let's say I wanna sell those widgets to to Christian people, right? So I I, let's say there's a good use that Christian people might have for them. So I'm gonna start selling them to Christian people. And so these how are, are how these widgets can be used in the lives of Christian people. And then I'm like, OK, well, for you Jewish people, this is how you Jewish people could use these in your lives. And then, well, hey, Muslims, these is how, this is how you could use these widgets in your lives. And OK, well, if you happen to be gay, this is how you could use these. Well, now the Christian, the, the, the conservative Christians are like, oh, you're selling these to gay people now. Well, I can't use these anymore because you're, tar- you're selling these to gay people like What's wrong with saying okay, we found a use for these products for we we we're targeting an audience with a particular
1: <laughs>
0: or not even not even using it differently. Like we just we're, we're just going to make a series of ads for your audience. Your audience likes a certain type of ad, so we're going to make an ad for your audience that will appeal to your people and we're going to sell this shitty beer to you. Cuz let's face it Bud Light is crappy beer. You drink Bud Light because you like crappy beer. I mean, it's cheap. It's crappy beer. Now, I mean, if you like it, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean, have I drank a Bud Light before? Sure. Why? Because it's cheap and I want to get drunk. Probably in college. I never. Was any under, any, well, I was never under any impression that it was anything other than a crappy beer I was drinking to try and get drunk really quickly. Um, I much prefer other things like, you know, cider, like a hard cider, like you can buy pay for if you want to pay for a cider for me by going to com and clicking the Buy Me a Cider button if it's still visible because I'm still playing around with the looks or just going to com slash radio and buy me a cider that way. Um you know, I, don't, I much prefer hard cider. I like rum and coke. I like other stuff. That, that's what that's my preferred alcoholic beverages. But um, and if it's going to be a light beer, I like prefer like a Coors Light to a Bud Light anyway. But if it's a light beer, with a regular beer, I prefer like a Corona or a or um, Killian's or something anyway. Devin Ox. Um, it. at work, got out two and a half hours ago, or you should have gotten out two and a half hours ago. Wow. <coughs>
1: that
0: sucks. Ugh. So, yeah. So, like, normally, you know, a conservative-type person, like, back in the day, a conservative-type person you would think would be like, oh, they're just targeting a certain audience with these ads. There's nothing wrong with targeting an audience with these ads. Now these conservatives have become so filled with hatred that anything that doesn't, what is going on? I don't understand. Why is it saying 90 seconds? That's bizarre. There's no reason why it should say 90 seconds. I don't know. That was really weird. Wait, what are you saying? Wes, are we brainwashed during sleep? Fluids washing through our body. Scientists at Boston University discovered that during sleep, the brain exhibits waves of blood oxygenation followed by waves of cerebrospinal fluid. Wait. Dude, so I agree. What you, I'm, I lost you, Teresa. Let's see. I think I missed something that you said, Teresa. Um, The funny thing is drinking cores was shooting up Bud Light. If you ever lived in Colorado you know that you would know better than to drink cores. Having sunk so low in a decade to allow Bud Light anywhere near my face. Too many people pissing those cold mountain streams. <laughs> uh, I am a fan of Bud Light. It's like having sex in a canoe too close to the water. <laughs> um, excuse me. We got West got some two dollar words going tonight. That's what Hal was talking about. So I looked it up, cut and paste. Okay. Um, Yeah, but conservatives are, yeah, they're so, they're just, I was talking about, I I forget what Twitter account I was talking about this on, but but basically it was just like, you know, trying to figure out why conservatives are like the way they are. And like, basically I was just using their own language against them where, you know, a lot of the times like, um like I, I used to question like some evangelical folks who would be on the University of, of New Orleans campus. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I would be like, you know, look, I don't understand the concept, because I was raised Jewish, obviously. And I don't understand the concept. So somebody could be a horrible person. They could rape and murder and steal bezel and molasses. They could do all these terrible things to all bunches of people their entire life. And at the end of their life, on their deathbed, they could repent all of their sins and accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior and still go to heaven? Like, But yet, somebody could live a, a, a life where they do nothing wrong. They don't do anything. They, they, they give money to poor people. They feed, you know, they they help, you know, take sick people to the hospital. They, they give away goods to the need to those who need them. They never, you know, they respect body autonomy of people. They, they, they don't rape anybody. They don't murder anybody. They, they, they feed the homeless on the weekends. They do nothing wrong, but they never accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. That person's going to hell. But the previous person, if on their deathbed, they say, I repent all my sins, everything I did was wrong, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, Um, that person's going to heaven, right? And they say, right. And I'm like, how is that good? How is that in any way a a religion I want to follow? Why is that person allowed to go to heaven? And they're like, well, the the first person is probably never going to do that because their heart will have become so hardened that they'll never get to that point because they'll never – find themselves in a position where they're going to be seeing their past actions as terrible. So therefore they'll never do that. I'm like, well, that seems like a weird way out of it. Like it seems like a weird loophole that while technically you're allowed to ask for forgiveness for every shitty thing that you've ever done in your life and accept Jesus Christ and Lord and Savior, but Oh, they won't, they probably won't do it. So we won't worry about the fact that they might do it like, huh? Okay, me as somebody raised Jewish I don't get it but flip that around on them to me these people who are just so filled with that amount of hatred the, the Ben Shapiro's the um, the <coughs> Ron Johnson's the Matthew Gates's the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Boberts, the all of these clowns and the people that vote for them, all the people that protested on January 6th, even the ones that didn't go into the Capitol, the ones that just stood outside shouting, hang my pets. Um, these people's, the people that are, are, are just so angry and, and are trying to say that, you know, oh, LGBTQ folks are groomers, and this, that, and the other. These people's hearts are so hardened that I don't think they're ever going to be redeemable at this point. They're irredeemable. They're people – I have no hope that these people will ever see the light. I have no hope hey, – Elizabeth. how's it going? I have no hope that these people are ever going to one day be like, you know what, I feel so bad for – how misled I was. I feel so bad for how poorly I treated these people. I feel so badly for how much harm I've caused to the people around me, for the neighborhood, for to my neighbors, to my friends, to other family who may or may not have been harmed by my rhetoric that I don't know how I'm going to forgive myself or how they will ever forgive me, but I'm going to work the rest of my life to try and Work So they'll try, and so hopefully one day they'll forgive me. I don't see them ever doing that. Because part of modern-day conservatism is the idea that asking for forgiveness from anybody else other than God is a sin. Like, it's a sign of weakness. We saw that even during the Obama presidency, when Obama was going around and acknowledging the wrongs of America's past, and they were calling it the "Apologize for America" tour, or whatever, you know. The, and they were like, "Well, we shouldn't be apologizing for America. America has nothing to apologize for." Absolutely, we do. And then you had Donald Trump with his whole 1776 project and how he wants to have wanted to have patriotic education. And they don't want, and they oppose what they call critical race theory because they don't want to teach the the negatives that we've done in our country. They don't want to teach people. They don't want to say, oh, well, all these people who were, who owned people in the past, we don't want to teach that. We don't want to teach the negatives about our country. We want to teach the positives about the past of our country. You know, because we don't want to say that anything we ever did was wrong. Anything that our founders did was wrong because as was said this morning or whatever on Jeff career show that, oh, uh, they were, these founders were just inspired by; they were divinely inspired. That's what they believed. They were divinely inspired. Somebody said, "Oh, if we would have uh, everybody needed everything needed to be done unanimously at the beginning of this country, and only two two states wanted slavery, like Georgia and South Carolina were the only two states who demanded that we keep slavery." Oh yeah, well then the rest of them were sure as hell happy to keep it when it came to the Civil War, right? They sure sure, sure learned to love it between 1776 and 1865 now, didn't they? Um, Teresa, my younger sister sadly is so angry and conservative a year younger than me. And that's, and that's really, really weird. I find like, like, like I can't imagine having people in a family with such diverse political views, especially coming from the same household. like, it's kind of hard. It's weird for me. It's, it's different for me because I'm like, I'm an only child. I have stepsisters, but I never was raised with them. Um, Cassie is an only child. So she never had to deal with that. But like my entire, the entire dad side of my family is they're all liberal leftist progressives whatever there's nobody who's conservative on that side of my family um on my mom's side of, of the adoptive side um the only people that i ever knew of who voted for a republican were my grandparents my my mom's adoptive parents and i think that was the only 84 and the only reason in eight and my mom was very angry at them but the only reason i think in 84 is because that was the whole big thing about soviet jewry and um they they really were upset at russia and they thought ronald reagan was going to take a hard enough stance against russia and they were scared for the and my grandfather was from russia and as such he was concerned and he wanted somebody who was going to be, who was going to be strong against russia so i have a i have a feeling that if my grandfather was alive today he would be against trump for the very same reasons
1: <laughs>
2: but
0: um, I just don't understand the concept of how people can be so have on I mean, it, I would love to sit down like with Teresa and just be like, Hey, um, like what, what, what did it happen? Like in the household? Did it happen after like somebody like, did it happen? Like, did did your sister move off and, and, become different things. Did, did you move off? And, and, and I don't know, like what happened to have to cause such diverse views? Uh, Wes, I was born a poor Republican child. <coughs> Great movie reference there, Wes. Very, very, very well played. I like it. <laughs> um, hello, Aaron. How was the play? Um, hey, uh, Andrea, how are you doing tonight as well? Um, so whatchamacallit, um, like, I think my cousin, maybe one of my cousins, I think for a hot minute, like converted from Judaism to Christianity and my, my aunt was concerned and I was like, you know, as long as he's a good person, it's fine, but I don't think he really ever became conservative. So I don't know. Um... I think I have P-dubs as a link. Hold on, let me just dig that up real quick. I'm um, just gonna open my mail up real quick. Mail. I could just probably type in GoFundMe. Hold on. Fund me. Oh, not that one. And then gotta click that one. Excuse me. I'm actually doing better than I thought I would as it pertains to coughing and as it pertains to having a sore throat, which is actually better. My sister yelled at me for voting for Biden. Wow. Um, yeah, P-Dubs, I hope he yelled back. Yeah, I hope so, too. <clears throat> One of the funniest things um, that I... um. No, 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 that's not right. <laughs> that's the wrong email thread. And is it this one, no. <laughs> There we go. I found it. If I can only copy and paste right. I need to buy a new mouse. I need a new mouse because the one on my computer sucks, and the one that I the one that I had had for my computer really worked terribly. Almost seven hours of modding how Wow, that's crazy. I haven't watched a Hal uh, stream in forever. I couldn't really stream much on the cruise, but like I've actually been busy at work recently and I haven't been able to tune in and be able to watch as much as I would have liked. So, Although, rumor was it like was he supposed to go on Benny Loco's show? I don't want to miss that one. I would like to see him go. I would like to see it when he goes on Benny Loco's one. So, um, I do find it interesting though that That the conservatives are all like, you know, trying to say like, oh, it's proof that the election was stolen because Joe Biden campaigned from his basement. And how could he win if he campaigned from his basement or whatever? I'm like, well, maybe it's just that Donald Trump is that bad of a candidate if Joe Biden could beat him while campaigning from his basement. How about them apples? So, um, I don't know. I think... I want to say my, when it comes to family, my stepmother is liberal and my dad is liberal, but I don't think my stepmother's family is liberal. And I think it very well may be possible that my stepmother became more liberal once she started dating and, or once she married my dad, it's possible she might've been liberal before then but I think it's very well possible that my dad might have shown her the light when it came to um, being a more liberal leftist type person. So my dad might have recruited somebody, which is good, I suppose. Um, And I don't know about my step. My stepsisters are, I don't know, they're – I don't I don't think my oldest my older of the two stepsisters is is at all politically active I think my younger of my two stepsisters is I think maybe is more influenced by her husband than anything. I think he may be more like More libertarian than anything like maybe more socially liberal, but With conservative streaks here and there. I don't know. We don't talk that much, but I mean it's we're far away and She's not on Facebook. I don't talk on. She she only usually talks on Snapchat, and I don't talk on Snapchat too much. So it seems like my sister got worse when the orange turd Trump got president. I think everybody got worse when Trump became president. I think there was like two like levels. There was like two steps up in this nation that where where the conservatives kind of leveled up their horribleness. The first was when the Tea Party was created like when when Obama became president. So Obama becomes president. The the nightmare of the racists became true and they had a first black president. So they all got mad about having the first black president and all got pissed off about that. So you started seeing the ugly racism that that was just festering underneath. That came out and, and showed itself full bore. And then... Once Trump started getting elected and started running as a Nazi populist, then you really started seeing them come out the woodwork. Because then the, the, the Nazis and the other white supremacists were like, that's our guy. He's saying the stuff that we want to say. And because he, he ran on all the dog whistles. And they're like, he's saying, he, listen to what he's saying. He's, he's saying what we know, that, what, we know what he means. Because when he campaigned in twenty twenty, stand back and stand by. He was like, "We're standing by, sir." But he didn't say stand down. He said stand back and stand by, and they stood by, and then they went to Washington. So, let's see. Poopoo, Jeff Curry. I went fishing with my Trumpy dad. He told me to bring some beer. Guess what I brought? Um what did you bring I I missed it I I, I kind of scrolled you should have brought Billy Beer or was it Billy Beer Jimmy Carter's brother's beer is that the right one Elizabeth my daughter and I are lone liberals I kind of don't understand Bud Light that would have been good yeah I kind of don't understand at this point (coughs) how any woman could be a conservative with the attack on womanhood i mean we have the whatchamacallit um let's see let, let's pull this up real quick let, let's talk about this one a little bit we still don't have i still don't see gibson media in the chat he hasn't popped up because i do i do want a conservative to call in i did put out the call be like hey conservatives come call in come explain to me why you're mad about Bud Light because I want to see if they can explain it. I'm pretty much guaranteed. I'm I'm pretty much, I'm I'm almost calling my shot here that if a conservative calls up and explains why they're mad about it, they're not going to explain what actually happened. It's going to be some straw man of what actually happened. And then I'll have to be like, that's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. You have it wrong, but they won't admit that they're wrong. They'll just Say well, whatever. I still don't like Bud Light. I still think they're woke. They're go woke, go broke. They're calling card or whatever it is. Um, I do. But that, let's see. Um, court. Um, rules against FDA because I think there's a stay against. 'Cause there was a ruling against the FDA, of course, by the activist conservative appointed by Trump in the lower court. Um that basically said the FDA ruling or the FDA approval of Miffy Prestone was uh not a valid way of approving anything. Um and, of course, it's a bunch of conservative stupids who are trying to say that it was improperly um, passed. And, and, of course, the people are like, this is not about abortion. This, we want to make sure that the women are being protected by, by not being prescribed dangerous prescription drugs. No, you're just being anti-abortion plots. That's what you're being. Um, you're you just pretending. No, nobody's fooled by this anymore. I mean, they can try. Like it's it's funny how some of these people still try and pretend that they're not doing what they're doing. <laughs> like at this point, they should just be honest. Be like, yes, this is about banning abortion. Fu. We all know we don't need to say this, to say. We don't need to keep the, 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 the quiet part quiet. We all know what the quiet part is now. We all know what you're doing. Just do it and let's get it over with and let's have the fight. I thought part of the interview with Trump and Tucker Carlson, yes, and his silliness about how he thinks uh, um, Biden shouldn't run. Of course he thinks Biden shouldn't run. Why would he want Biden to run? Biden beat him, and Biden will likely beat him again. So of course he doesn't want Biden to win. So that's why he's going to say that Biden shouldn't win. Ugh, this is a 67-page opinion, um, so, but we're going to go over it a little bit. Well, let's let's just scan through it. I don't like. I think when when we get the Supreme Court ruling on this, we are going to have a, a live when it comes live from the Supreme Court, and when it comes down on whether or not this is an actual when if they're going to come down and overturn, if they're going to uphold the lower court ruling or whatever, or if they're not, or, or if they keep it legal, if they keep Miffy Preston legal, I mean, I'll do a short live about it, but if they, if they actually have a ruling that overturns the FDA's uh, approval of Miffy Preston, we'll, 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 we're going to have a live show on that one. Um, let's see, uh, before the court point of motion, uh, Court granted motion in part. Background: Over 20 years ago, the FDA approved uh, chemical abortion. The legality of this 2000 approval is now before this court. Why did it take two decades before judicial review? Um, after all, plaintiffs' petitions challenging 2000 uh, approval date back to the year 2002. Right? Simply put, FDA stonewalled judicial review until now. That seems kind of non-professional for a uh, judicial ruling. Like, it seems kind of editorialized. The FDA stonewalled judicial review. Like, it seems kind of activist, Mr. Judge. Before plaintiffs filed this case, the FDA ignored their petitions for over 16 years, even though the law requires an agency response within 180 days, blah, blah, blah. FDA waited 4,971 days to adjudicate the plaintiff's first petition and 994 days to adjudicate the second. Mm. The FDA had FDA responded to plaintiff's petitions within 360 days total allotted. The case would have been in federal court decades earlier instead the FDA postpones and procrastinated for a total 6,000 6, days, probably because they believe that these people had no merit, but whatever. Um, Plants are doctors and national medical associations that are fraudsters and full of shit um, that provide health care for pregnant. They don't provide health care for pregnant women um, and post abortive women and girls. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Um, Plaintiff sued defendants challenged multiple administrative actions, blah, 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 blah. In 1996, the Population Council filed a new drug application with FDA for Prestone, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. It was approved. Um, see, in March 2019, plaintiffs filed a petition, blah, 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 after plaintiffs filed suit the holder of the NDA from Miffy you moved to intervene as a defendant plans to now seek a preliminary injunction, ordering defendants to withdraw and suspend um, legal standard. The court may issue a preliminary injunction when a movement satisfies the following four factors, substantial likelihood of success of the merits, substantial threat of irreparable harm. If the injunction does not issue what harm, that's what I don't know. What harm uh, threatened injury outweighs any harm. What injury, uh, and the grant of injunction is in the public interest. It's not. Um, analysis. Plaintiffs have standing. No, they don't. Um, judicial power of federal courts is limited to cases and controversies. The case or controversy requirement requires the plaintiff to establish here has standing. <coughs> the standing. The party must, uh, invoking federal jurisdiction, must show that he has suffered an injury. In fact, that is concrete, particularized, and actual or imminent that an injury was likely caused by the defendant that the injury would have likely been redressed by judicial relief. The court should assess whether or not the alleged injury to plaintiff has a close relationship to harm traditionally recognized as providing a basis for lawsuits in American courts. So what's the injury that these medical people would have had had they, had they not acted? Um, plaintiff Medical Association supposedly had an associational standing. An association or organization can establish an injury in fact through either of two theories appropriately called associate, associate, Associational Standing and Organizational Standing, easy for me to say, um, by Greater Houston v. Texas, under a theory of associational standing, an association is standing to bring a suit on behalf of its members when its members would otherwise have standing to sue on their own right. The interests are, why would the members have a reason to sue on their own right? Here, the association members have a standing because they allege adverse they allege adverse effects from chemical abortion drugs can overwhelm the medical system and place enormous pressure and stress on abortion. See, this is such bullshit. Like, hey, Benny Loco, how's it going? Thank you for showing up. I appreciate you. Um, This is such bullshit. I, I, I know I normally don't curse a lot on the show, but this is just such bullshit. Like the association members have standing because they allege adverse effects from chemical abortion drugs can overwhelm the medical system and place enormous pressure stress on doctors during emergency companies. Have they proved that it does? In the last 20 years, Have has mifiprestrone or have, have, have the side effects from mifiprestrone caused damages to the medical system that has caused a strain on the medical system? Has it, as it says in quotes, has it consumed crucial limited resources, including blood for transfusion, physician time and attention, space in hospitals and medical centers and other equipment and medicine? Uh, And is it especially true in maternity care, quote, deserts, geographical areas with limited physician availability? These emergencies force doctors into situations where they feel complicit in the elective uh, chemical abortion by needing to remove a baby with a beating heart or pregnancy, blah, blah, blah. So there's there's, – they've not proven. They just allege that it could happen maybe. Like something could happen, so therefore we believe we have said – no. This is the same problem that I have with the Hobby Lobby ruling. They say that they believe something could happen, so therefore they believe that we believe that we should rule in our favor. No. You shouldn't be able to say that we believe that something could happen. You should be able to say that you should have to prove that something does happen. Like, look, if they were able to go and say, "Look, over the past 20 years, these are the side effects of patients who have taken Miphipressterne. This is how strained our hospital system has become <laughs> This is the strain on the hospital system before Miphipresterone. Was allowed, and this is the strain on the hospital system after Mifepristone was allowed. And as you can see from the data that we've, we've given, as people have been prescribed Mifepristone, they've been got, they have received. It has caused an extreme strain on our hospital system as, by these numbers that we've provided you here today, or whatever. If they could have done that. I, I'm not, I'm not going to say I would still agree that it should be banned or that the FDA approval of it should have been rescinded, but I, at least they would have – to me, they would have made that argument. This is not them making that argument. <clears throat> this is them saying, oh, we feel that it might. It's bullshit. Just like them saying, oh, we feel Hobby Lobby felt that, that we – it's our belief that birth control pills – stop an embryo from implanting into a uterus. So therefore, we feel it's kind of like an abortion. So therefore, we don't feel like we should have to cover it. Well, no, you you should have to prove. If your religious beliefs tell you that stopping an embryo that's created from implanting into the uterine raw is morally abhorrent to you and you feel that you are paying for such a drug, that for such a thing to happen, by allowing it to be paid via a benefit, which is another question altogether. <clears throat> you should have to prove that the drug, in fact, does that. Now, it used to be be the belief that that's how birth control pills worked. It used to be on the box. It might even still be on the boxes that say birth control pills prevent ovulation, fertilization, implantation. But there's an old article and. I used to use this article back in 2004, 2005, 2006. That article has since gone behind a paywall. But I've cited it. It was on NBC.com or whatever, I think. Or maybe it was the New York Times. I think maybe it was the New York Times. But that article is basically like, look, that's old science. New science has shown that there's actually no data to prove that oral contraception, even the morning after pill, prevents a fertilized embryo from implanting to the uterine wall. The only thing that there's data showing is that it can prevent fertile ovulation, ovulation, it can prevent fertilization. If there's no ovulation, if there's no fertilization, guess what? There's no pregnancy. So therefore you're not stopping, you're not killing an embryo. So therefore it's not morally abhorrent. It's not, it's not the a moral equivalent of abortion as the pro-lifers like to think it is. But again, the, the responsibility should be on the people who are bringing the case to say, this happens, and that's why we should be able to bring this case, because we proved that this happens. But in several cases now, they've not been required to do that. All they've been required to do is, we believe that this happens, so therefore let us have our lawsuit. And the courts are like, okay, okay. <laughs> we'll coddle the little babies and let them say let them have their little beliefs and thoughts and feelings, and we'll let them believe what they want to, so they can rule Gilead. What does the company that makes it say? Um, uh, let's see. We can pull that up. Um, ah. I just got my tooth got stuck in a cough drop. Um, birth control pill manufacturer. Let's look one up. Um, or let's just look. Come on. How does oral contraception work? Oh. How does oral pregnancy? there we go
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, I don't know if this is the great best flight to use uh at least especially for one for uh for uh, what from to call it um According to PlannedParenthood.org, which no conservative is going to believe, um, birth control pills work by stopping sperm from joining with an egg. Uh, when germ support joins with an egg, it's called fertilization. The hormones in the pill safely stop ovulation, no ovulation means there's no egg for the sperm to fertilize. <clears> Those <throat> hormones also thicken the mucus on the cervix. This thicker cervical mucus blocks sperm so it can't swim to the egg, kind of like a sticky security guard. So there's nothing on that page that says it stops implantation. Um, Birth control. Hill label. Um, Let's look at that. Let's look at Yasmin. I think Yasmin might be a morning after one. Well, RU-46 is the one with Miffy Preston. That's That is the abortion bill. That is not uh, the morning after bill. Um, boom, 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 boom. Two, 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 two. Boo! Let's try and see how it works.
1: <laughs>
0: Big ass sheet. Let's let's just see if I can find this word. No. Where's that to no? Do, 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 do. Doesn't even say on that one. How does Yasmin work? That one might work. <laughs> Um, let's see. I'm finding a lot of garbage in in the searches. So, I mean, because some of the stuff is is here, but it might be old. Uh. Does birth control pill, or do birth control pills use proper English? Let's see if I can find this, if it's still behind the paywall or not. This is a New York Times article. I'll I'll link to it in the chat. Maybe it's behind a paywall for y'all. Maybe it won't be. I don't know. But here's what it is. So most type of common types of contraception, birth control pills, condoms, uh, wh- let's see, hormonal interuse and devices, implants prevent contraception by keeping eggs from becoming fertilized. The description of abortion-inducing is most often used by anti-abortion religious groups to characterize methods they believe can prevent a fertilized egg from implanting in the uterus. These groups typically state that such methods are morning after pills and copper and devices. There are two main reasons this belief does not comport with the scientific evidence. First, the medical definition of pregnancy is that it begins after a fertilized egg is implanted in the uterus. Not before. That's because many, most probably most fertilized eggs naturally fail to implant on the uterus on their own. Second, a growing Body of research strongly indicates that morning-after pills such as Plan B and Ella do not prevent implantation. Instead, the pills if taken up to 5 days after unprotected sex work to stop fertilization from occurring. They do this by delaying ovulation, the release of eggs from the ovaries that occur before sex, before eggs are fertilized, or by thickening the cervical mucus so that sperm have trouble swimming and reaching the egg to fertilize it. A New York Times investigation of the science behind the morning after pills in 2012 prompted the NIH health website to delete passages suggesting emergency contraceptive pills would disrupt implantation. A spokeswoman, spokeswoman for the Food and Drug Administration said at the time that emerging data suggested that morning, implant, morning after pills do not impl- inhibit implantation. So there you go. Um See if, I can, if this link works. Abortion qualms on morning-after pill may be unfounded. Um, there's that one. <clears throat> this one, is, that one is the, is, the, is the one behind the paywall, I guess. But the first one is not. Oh, Gibson Media is here! Yay! Number is the same one as always, 914-803-4131. 914-803-4131. Wait. Gibson Media, I got Congresswoman Green to check out your show. What? Are you serious? <clears throat> wait so is she listening right now gibson media Here we go yes How's sir it going? how are you
2: doing i'm doing, I'm doing
0: right. well how are you today
2: Oh, I just had so many talking points to talk about. But, uh, yeah, the, she sent me a message. Actually, I just checked it, actually. I just got the message. She did. Like, she checked out the one that you and I debated on or whatever. She sent me a message. She said, uh, you sent this link? Yeah, I listened to it. So I like, got the message. Like On Twitter, she sent me a direct message. So I've talked to her a couple times, actually. So, But, uh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> Get, you need some listeners there on the other from the other side. Well, well <laughs> I guess I can officially
0: say that Marjorie Taylor Greene has listened to my show.
2: Yes, it's a fact. It's it's, it's confirmed.
0: <laughs> huh. What does she say about it?
2: That, 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 oh, I didn't get into that. that. Oh, okay. I didn't get into that yet. I just told you. I just checked out the messages. I just got back in. I was checking out the messages, and I saw one from her. I, I talked to Ocasio-Cortez, too, uh, a bunch, too, on Twitter, you know, direct direct messages. But, huh. you know, they're always so busy. So, it's, you know, I'll send them a message, and they won't get back to me for, like, two weeks, you know?
0: Well, you know. They're busy, busy people, you know, I suppose.
2: Yeah, yeah, you so know how it goes. I was supposed to well, have, um, I
0: might have one of our uh, local public service commissioners on, because I want to talk to him about what was going on in Tennessee. I think it was Tennessee, about with the expulsion yeah. of, the two, of the two of the three folks. But before I talk about that, because I didn't want to talk about that a little bit tonight, um, I did want to get your opinion about what the deal is with Bud Light and why are people why are conservatives so angry and overly angry in my opinion about what the hell is going on with bud light and then giving a little bit of money to somebody who happens to be a trans woman to do a little bit of advertising to her audience
2: well you know i i heard glenn beck talking about it now you're talking about it and uh you know look the bottom line is this I don't know what your stance is on the transgender. What, as far as gay rights goes and everything. Obviously, you know, as far as my biblical beliefs go, as far as that is concerned. But it doesn't mean that we should hate people because of what they choose and lifestyles they choose. But it doesn't mean we should openly condone. Excuse me, openly support it. Also, you know. So as far as you know, the Bud Light thing goes. I mean, if you're a Republican and you're, you know, they're going crazy over. It, who, who, who what, what are the names of the Republicans that have I I've really spoken about it like, so far?
0: I mean, I, I don't know if there's I don't I don't know I can't specific I mean I've been on a cruise for four, four or five days.
2: Yeah, I know so, I'm a little cloudy on it too. <laughs> so, but I heard so it. I can't I heard specifically
0: name. I, I mean, I've heard lots of pundits talking about it. I haven't necessarily heard. I don't know. I haven't heard specific Congress people. I'm sure my my uh, viewers and listeners in the chat could list some who may have brought it up. I'm sure. I'm sure the the usual suspects have brought it up. Um, you know, but everyone's like, you know you have your why your is typical, Joe like you know let me let me your, let me let me your woke, the people like you know your're Kevin Sorbos, you know on Twitter, like you know, go woke, go broke your 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 tip all of your typical Twitter pundits are you know out there being all like angry that you know isn't it like free market stuff that's like if 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 there is this particular subsection of the market that you want to buy to buy your products? you know why does it hurt the other rest of the market that they're targeting a particular subsection of the market like that, that's what i don't get like if if they're going to if they run an ad if if some if my, one of my favorite products like runs an ad that's going to cater to like like i'm i'm not a huge fan of country music let's say and let's say and let's, a lot of country music fans are probably more conservative So let's say they run an ad on like some, on some country music influencer's TikTok or whatever. And it's it's like more like, you know, the conservative messaging that I would like or whatever and that I would agree with, let's say. I'm not going to sit there and go, well, I'm not going to support that brand because they're, they're, they're giving money to this person who happens to be a conservative. I'm going to say that's probably smart advertising. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to sit here and be angry that. And not go eat some cheeseburger because McDonald's is like, oh, well, we want to make money. Well, from then what's the-, the
2: double standard? Then why why did North Carolina get rid of the NCAA, I mean NCAA basketball tournaments when the bathroom issue came up? That's kind of a double standard. Then,
1: well, no, why that's why not punish, a double
2: standard? Uh, well, well, sure it is They did the same no. thing. They, it was a backlash over there's, over a bill, a proposed bill.
0: Because that, there's there's a huge difference there between a state making a state making an official policy saying that saying you know officially discriminating against trans folk and a private business making a decision to advertise to um lgbtq folks
2: it's, it's two, but why should the things. why should a basketball tournament take a political stance then and punish the state and take away tax revenue and dollars and and not have the well they're back now I th- I think they've had a few games back but the, but well a few years ago that was the big thing they pulled out they would you know and that punishes the the triad and that's the city I'm from Greensboro you know they punish them over uh po- politics a political uh agenda should, now should we just stay out of it then should they uh everyone just stay out of it or or is this just keep going republican versus democrat uh gay versus uh straight issue i mean where does it where do you draw the line
0: well i mean isn't one an example of one being like exclude like excluding versus including like do you not see the difference between that
2: yeah I do I see the difference I okay. see the difference, but one's a little harsher than the other okay you know but right. I mean I agree with you there, but still it's still getting politics involved you've got politics with sports, money and revenue, and tax dollars
0: okay well i think i think i think i think there's like uh you know let's just say for an example.
2: Um, and Kid Rock is involved with this, too, Ed, I guess, so that's what well, they're saying. You know,
0: Kid Rock was, like, shooting Bud Light things. I mean, like, I mean, whatever. Like, it, it's <laughs> silly. I mean, there's silly people involved in lots of things. I mean,
2: I—, I They're I, I doing don't... it for marketing, yes. They're right. doing, he, they're he, doing he, it. In
0: he's trying to—he's trying to—I'm he's, he's to, oh, sure he has an album coming out. I'm like, I'm going to shoot some Bud Light cans and, you know, <laughs> be more popular just put some stuff out for my album or whatever. Um, but like, but I don't probably, know, let's just, right. let's just, try let's just try and Let's just try and make a comparison. Like, like I'll try and try and make a comparison that that might be more, um, might, might be more closer to home for myself, let's say. Um, so let's, let's, let's say there was a, um, let's say there was a, uh, um, a company that was trying to, uh, uh, market their items to Jewish people since I was raised Jewish. Right. And okay. so let's say let's say let's say some people got mad that they were specifically targeting you know to try and make sales to Jewish people, and so they got mad about that. Well, let's say whoever whoever got mad about that, let's say that, let's say they got mad about that, right? Okay. We we do have anti semites in this country. If they exist, it happens. You know, you know, yeah. however many people have I don't know how many exist in this country, but they are. Um, now let's say there was another example where a state was going to be like, well, we're going to. Um, we're going to officially discriminate against Jewish people, like, and and the NCAA was and the NCAA was like, we're not going to come to your state if you're going to continue to discriminate against Jewish people. Like, you would see that that would it would be Obviously, reasonable,
1: that's
0: would yeah. Yeah. right? That's reasonable to you. for for to, to to stay out of that state for discriminating against yeah. Jews, but and and it would be unreasonable for the people to be like we're not going to we're going to be mad at your products because now, you're let me throw the to a clincher at you.
2: let me throw the clincher okay. at you because they're going after an entire race of people this is going after a choice that people some people are making
0: yeah. well here's the thing too well with the thing with Judaism which is interesting is religion by definition should be considered a choice because yeah. you choose whether or not to worship or not but Judaism is weird in that it is often yeah. by the especially by the <laughs> Judaism Entry, is treated entire Jews, the
2: entire state as, as of Israel. <laughs> Judaism
0: by Jews is sometimes treated as an is, is treated ethnically um and, and in an inclusive way, but in other ways by anti Semites is treated ethnically in a in a negative way. Um like so so yeah, so
2: well, what do you think about the bill that Israel tried to sponsor, Not to change subject here, but the, the Israel, the Israel had to sponsor a bill that they want that any anyone that goes that tries to promote Christianity in the state of Israel uh, will face one year in jail. I,
0: I think I think that it was, it was like was it Likud and Benjamin Netanyahu doing that?
2: No, he shot it down actually but it okay. was of It well, was in their, their government, well, uh, people, uh, the, you know, hardliners that, you know, it's mean, some,
0: some of the hardline right wingers
2: doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause obviously yeah, right. they have prejudiced people too, you know, that, <clears throat> that hate right. can't stand who like, I can't say hate, but dislike Christians or don't want them in their country. So, cause I mean, right. all races, I mean, all countries are like have these people. Right. So I, I mean, so
0: if, if Netanyahu shot that down, it's, it's maybe one of the things I, I agree with Netanyahu doing, um, you know, I think that I I disagree with a lot of the things that Israel has done recently. I think I don't like what Israel's doing, trying to do with their courts. Um, I think it's I think it's a blatant attempt to try and mold the courts into a court that's going to protect Netanyahu with his legal troubles. Um, I, think we'll I agree a similar, with you.
2: there.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Um, so I, I think I think he, I think he's trying to do a a a, a not a not official coup coup. Uh, when it comes to uh, a preemptive coup, so to speak. So, um, yes, there and- are in
2: a state of crisis over there. I mean, it, it is bad with with all. The, I mean, look, I've gotten into big debates with, with the, the hardest, hardest people that are anti semite people, and, and I've gotten trashed on uh, other shows. But, look, you know, they where they say, look, I stick up for Israel. They deserve to have their state. Uh, the Palestinians, they they not hold no claim to the land that they're that they claim they want. I mean, if you go back through history, it's I mean, it's, Israel was actually controlled most most of Egypt, Saudi Arabia and all I mean, all the way up to Syria, you know, and they lost all that land. So it's it's 12 miles wide in some places in Israel. How much more land do they have to give up? So I've gotten into big debate. So I've stuck up for, you know, Israel in that perspective, but a lot of their policies like you said, yes, I just dis- disagreed with a lot of the stuff that they've come out with lately.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, seen, I've seen I've seen there are very hardline, very hardline Israelis over there that have said things that if, if if the people fleeing the concentration camps had heard these Jewish people <laughs> yeah. saying these things about other they people, they may have turned
2: around. <laughs> they would smack. They would, well,
0: they may have turned around, but they also might have smacked them and say, "What the hell is wrong with you?" That's yeah. the type of that's the type of behavior that we were fleeing from. And now you are becoming what the type of person that we were fleeing from. Stop it. Um, yeah. Now there have also been people, I think there were people who were non-Jews who were also there, you know, for a very long time as well. There are a lot of people who lived there for a very long time. It's a very fought after area.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I,
2: I, I, do, I do agree with you there, but it's, uh, again, not to change things. but there, as far as the uh, representatives go in Tennessee, look, they you, we say January sixth. These these uh, rioters. Well, they did the basically the same thing. They created they? an uproar. Yeah, they actually they didn't create they didn't did, vandalize. Did they destroy anything. any property? No, I just said that. No, they didn't. But they still created a ruckus where it was where the quorum was disrupted, and they have rules that they have that they swear an oath to uphold and agree to. They broke them. So you okay. break those rules, you got to be penalized
0: where they when when it was going on and when the micro when the megaphones were on were weren't they in a recess
2: mm, well
0: I, as, far as, aware, as far as i'm aware as far as i'm aware that they were in a recess when it happened um so they weren't actually disrupting any official any official proceedings at that given time like there was like nobody had to nobody stopped as far as i'm aware and and somebody in the chat can correct me if i'm wrong as far as I'm aware, no official proceedings had to stop because of the people that entered the chambers or entered the building. And if the people that entered
2: the, the building. Case, yeah, if uh-huh. that be the case. But I think they did disrupt the proceedings because they were in the hallways and the state troopers were surrounded and uh, they, they marched in. I mean, what's the purpose anyway? They're demanding gun control. I know you're not going to disagree on this. We don't need any more gun laws. You know, we have, we have enough laws on the books. The Second Amendment shall not be infringed. What does anyone not understand about that? The Second Amendment is what. Is a what well regulated militia. Well, what about it? We, we're all militia. We're all I would, militia. Ar- I, I, would, militia. I would argue that
0: it's not well regulated. I mean, I I don't believe I I believe that individuals have the right to protect themselves. I don't. I believe that individuals, if they need a gun to protect themselves, they should be able to use a gun to protect themselves. But I also don't believe that 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 I, I believe that we have certain loopholes in our laws that allow for um, the transfer of ownership from one gun to another that. That can happen without making sure that the people who obtain the ownership of those guns are 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 validly able to to obtain the ownership of those guns. And I think those need to stop. Um, I I do think there are examples where with due process that if somebody is shown that they do not have. That they should not be somebody—they're not somebody who can safely own a weapon. That they should have of the ability to own the weapon be stripped from them. Be so it so shall be, not
2: be infringed. What's that mean to you? Shall not be infringed. It's very clear. Shall not be infringed. Right, I mean, but, but so the, you but can't but even infringe if, my right.
0: Well, you have the, the right to be, you know, free within your own property, but that doesn't mean that, you know, it, even Scalia in Heller was like, it's it's not it's not a, um, it's not 100%, you know, you get to do whatever you want to do. Like even Scalia and Heller in DC versus Heller um, said that too. So Scalia was like that. I mean, I I think, I think there, there, there's some points where the government can come in and and have a rational basis of saying that, but, but the most important thing I think to talk about in this thing is that let's even just say, let's even just say that let's even grant you that they, the three, legislators that were there with the people protesting did everything that conservatives say that they did. Okay. Why were only two expelled? Why were only two expelled and not the third?
2: I don't I don't know. Did did no, she cut, did, did she do the same exact was she did she have the megaphone in her hand? Was did was she, she agitating the crowd or was she just shouting?
0: Sh- there's video of her as far as I'm aware of shouting into the megaphone just like the other two. There's only one difference between her and the other two, that I think well, is that's relevant. that's interesting.
2: That's There's, interesting, yeah. but you know, I I I don't know. I don't know. That would be something that what statements were made afterwards. By did they question the Republicans on why that? Why? What was their reasoning?
0: Well, I don't think they're going to give you. I don't think they're going to give you the honest reason. But I, I mean,
2: to <laughs> what it looks
0: what it what it looks like to me. And what i'm gonna what i'm gonna say and what i'm gonna and and what everybody's gonna think and i think everybody's i think people are going to be reasonable in thinking this if you're going to have three people who are elected representatives of their districts who are going to be do, all doing generally the same thing and only two of them are booted and the two of them that are booted are black and the one of them that are booted was was not what that wasn't booted wasn't black everybody's going to look at that and going to say it was clearly a racial issue as to why the ones that they
2: will you're right because that's what this country does every little thing that happens if but are they going to be be worse
0: but are they going to be unreasonable and but is that unreasonable i mean why 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 would that be unreasonable and then why wouldn't people think why wouldn't people then say use this as another example of then saying hey this is just yet another example of black people being treated differently than white people of 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 black people being you know discriminated against or treated more harshly than white people it's just another example it's another example of it appears that way. it appears that way it appears that way but how many how many examples do we need of conservatives appearing that way in order for us to say that the Republican party has a problem of racism within its party am i going to say that every republican is racist no Am I going to say that Republican party has a problem of racism within its ranks? Yes. And it doesn't seem to want to have a problem of, it doesn't seem to have a desire to get rid of it because it seems to be.
2: Yeah. I don't think anyone can get rid of racism. I don't think racism could ever be. be I'm not saying
0: you get rid of, I'm not saying you can get rid of racism, but you can, you can get rid of it from your party. You, you can, you can work hard to eliminate it from your party you could say we're going to not we're going to say as a party we don't accept it in our groups in our ranks. We could say we're not going to vote for any of y'all if you're going to support these ideas. You could as people who are leaders in the party could say we are not going to accept these people as in our party. We're not going to accept these actions. We're not going to do these things or, or take these actions that are even going to give the any sort of any sort of appearance of racial impropriety. Um, but instead they do the opposite. They there are examples for years and years and years now of, of people going on, on, you know, media shows and, and, and almost admitting like that, the reason that, you know, they redraw lines or that they do what they do is specifically because they want to redraw the lines in a certain way to, to, take power away from the black voters or to to make it harder for black people to vote. And, and even if they, I don't think don't any make-
2: Republican openly admits that what, what, what Republican openly admits that and states that. And, and if that be true, you know, I, I haven't seen any of that. And then they redistrict did the redistricting in, uh, here in North Carolina. And, you know, as me being a Republican, I, like I said, I'm more of, uh, to be honest with you, I would rather be in the constitution party but they didn't get ballot access. So but so I went as a Republican and I can't I just can't be a Democrat with the with the extreme views that they have that are just the the Green New Deal, their 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 uh, stances on abortion, which you and I've gotten into once already. You know, I I guess those issues I just cannot bend. There's no deals there as far as I'm concerned. It just the way I just who I am just like you you're not going to bend either but so now we're head to head here on these issues who's going to win what's going to win in the end I mean can the two party system survive any much longer because we see what's happening the country's split in half what are we going to do how are we going to fix this is there any appeasement is there any way to work this out or is this just going to continue to where something gives and it's not going to be good i'm not condoning i'm not saying that's what i want or i want to war or hurt anybody but you know this what this leads to eventually because it's all about history it has
0: well quickly just just i mean a quick just to to say explain what you mean by the constitution party was not given ballot access because i think in some states that might mean different things to different people so what does that mean i guess
2: in north Carolina. oh okay um, in uh, North Carolina, yes, they 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 had to get a, a certain amount of signatures to have access to the ballot to have the Constitution Party name on the ballot, and they were unable to obtain. The uh, amount of signatures and the number of days that the state board of elections gave the uh, Constitution Party to obtain those elections, and what I mean by is, you have to go around with a petition and get registered voters to sign this petition, and then they have to verify all these names. and I think the number was like oh astronomical. I think it was like twenty five thousand signatures, and, uh, and which is very difficult to do, and, and you know, uh, and in a, in a short amount of time. I think they gave them like two weeks time or thirty days time to do it. So, and so that's what I meant. They were not allowed to be on the ballot.
0: Okay. Because, yes, they're they're different. I mean, I I used to have, um, when I was on on a radio show, like terrestrial radio show, and there was somebody else who is, I think, a libertarian, also local, who was talking about ballot access. He also had issues with, like, I think, Louisiana rules on, or maybe it was Alabama. I think it was talking about Alabama rules on how um, they were kind of, you know, restricting ballot access. I think one of the problems uh, that we have that I have uh, with wh- why how we have gotten so extreme and why we I think we're we're this uh, why, why we have such problems in this country when it comes to the how at, we're at the at each other's throats that we are is simply because of the fact that we have so much gerrymandering going on um, I, I think that because we gerrymander districts so horribly um, that we have so few competitive districts that, it forces it forces us to have extremist candidates coming from these districts so that we don't have as many centrists as we might want to have so that the extremes are being represented instead of the middle being represented i mean sure you're going to have some areas that are going to have people who are from the extreme because that's just you know that's just the way that the cookie crumbles sometimes or is what Donald might Like say. New York City.
2: It is what Do you it think is. New
0: York City will ever be uh, well, Republican. Well, well, no, no. I mean, New Orleans, for example, will never be Republican because New Orleans is New Orleans. Uh, New York City will never be Republican because New York City is New York City. Uh, I think Staten Island in New York City, though, might be more conservative, and that might be like a Republican area. But like, for example, in Texas, Austin is a completely blue city. That only has, I think, one um, c- congressman representing it that's a Democrat. Everybody else representing Austin is a Republican because they split Austin up and, and chopped it up and put pieces of Austin into other districts uh, to take away the voting power of Austin residents in, from federally to, and to allow Republicans to have more power in the state of Texas. So... I think if we moved away from I don't think we I don't even think we need districts altogether anymore. I think back in the day when we you know, when we had to travel by horse and carriage, um, we didn't have trains, we didn't have planes, we didn't have cars, you know, when it took a long time to cross a district, I think we needed, you know, compact districts where if a person was representing that district, that person would need, need to be able to easily get across the district, you know, relatively with ease (laughs) or that people could be able to cross the district to get to that representative to be able to, you know, redress any grievances that they might have or so that person could then go up to the Capitol and be able to discuss those issues with that individual. Nowadays, you could just talk to that person representing the state uh, in Congress over the internet or whatever. So to me, if if the state of Louisiana, for instance, I live here, has six seats, which we do, um, why not just say, hey, there are six seats in Louisiana and allow, like, slates of candidates to run. So if I want to run – if the Democratic Party wants to run a slate of candidates, they can do so. Let's say there's a specific – like, let's say there's some people that want to run like uh, – let's say I want to run like – As like the new orleans democrats i want to run a slate of new orleans democrats and we're going to we say okay when we get to congress we're going to caucus with the national democratic party but we want to represent you know these issues and we want to we want to represent the new orleans area generally but we want to do this and let's say maybe somebody else is going to be like hey we're more centrist democrats so we we want to run a slate of centrist democrats so we Mm -hmm. we generally agree with the democratic party but maybe we're more pro gone or maybe we're more this, but we don't agree with the Republicans on that. We'll still caucus with the Democrats federally, but we don't agree on everything like that. Or maybe like a Tea Party slate might run and, and so they'll they'll vote and they'll they'll pick who's gonna be the order in those slates and then the state comes together and votes for the slates and however many however many votes worth of candidates each slate gets, that's how many people they send up to Washington. And so let's say somebody in Shreveport, which is northwest Louisiana, decides, hey, I like the New Orleans flight the best. I just vote for them instead, and it doesn't matter that they live all the way across the state. That way, maybe you could then get a more diverse group of people who are serving. Maybe you then get a less extreme group of people representing in Congress. You, you then take away the ability of any legislature to gerrymander uh, any district, and you therefore have a legitimately true representative Congress, as it was supposed to, the house of representatives would then truly represent the people. And at that point, it would be, ba- it would go back to what it was supposed to be. And maybe at that point you would get, um, maybe at that point you would get um, better, you know, a, a better ability to get along with each other, I don't know if you would you would guarantee that, but maybe you get a better ability to get to get along. Now, I also think I, uh, we also yeah. I also think we all we have to reapportion. I don't agree with sticking at at four thirty five. Um, I think we I think it's silly. I think we should we should take like the smallest state population wise, which is Wyoming, and we should um, I guess whenever we do the census. We should also, like, take the smallest state, uh, whatever it is at the time. Again, again, it's Wyoming now. We take the smallest state and we say, how many Wyoming's worth of state's population does your state have? And then give that many congressional seats, I guess, rounded up or rounded to the closest Wyoming or whatever. Excuse me. Um, Two of seats to that person. When I figured this out, I think a few years ago, I think it would add, like, hundred seats to Congress Um, and that way um, for both in the House of Representatives and in the Electoral College if you're going to maintain the Electoral College um, you would have a better representation for the House of Representatives as to what the population looks like instead of what we have currently which currently gives too much weight to the smaller states than what even the founding fathers wanted to give. Um, so
2: that's interesting. Man, yeah, that's, uh, that's, come, I'll think about that. You hit me with a big one there, <laughs> but <laughs> but we definitely need more representation. That's, that's that's that I can agree there on that. Um, but uh, no, one thing that's
0: one thing that's not so easily fixed though, is the fact that back when the Senate was created, the difference between the largest population state, which I may not remember it off the top of my head at the time. I know the largest state population-wise was Virginia. I think the smallest population state at the time was Rhode Island. Um, I think the difference in population was maybe like Virginia may have been like 11 times bigger. Like, so big difference, but not huge. But like now – the difference between Wyoming and California is like, what, 55 maybe or something
2: like that. Something There's a, yeah, like, It's very lopsided.
0: Yeah. It's very lopsided. So I don't know if the founding fathers would have been like, you know what? I don't know if they ever would have considered, you know, oh, maybe that that, that they would have allowed states to be created in such a way to allow such a disproportionate number of, or disproportionate population difference in states to have the Senate like that. Like, I think it was a mistake to allow such a disparate population to happen. I don't, I don't know if what, what, I don't know what the solution to that would be at this point. I don't know how you unring that bell. I don't know if you, if you, you would probably need some sort of constitutional convention to fix that. I don't know how you otherwise would fix that. Um, but to me, that's one of the reasons I think the Senate's a little broken is because you've allowed smaller states to again have even more power than what the founding fathers envisioned when it came to um, when it when it came to how much power a small state should have because it's now five times as much than what they initially had proposed. But let's kind of roll yeah. back to a, to the previous point that we we're talking about um this isn't necessarily. A, a politician speaking about what's going on, but it goes back to the, uh, the so-called voter ID law uh, that North Carolina passed um, that, see if I'm trying to find the, was this the correct link? I might have clicked on the wrong link. Um, but I, I often call these laws so-called voter ID laws. I personally take no issue with the with the general requirement to show um to show an ID to vote. I mean Louisiana has it. Louisiana also says that if you do not have an ID to vote that you can get one for free. Um so you can show one to vote. So it's it's not a big deal. Um yeah. the North the North Carolina law that was thrown out required you to pay money for it which I think would be an unconstitutional poll tax. Um however um i call them so-called voter id laws is because there are so many proportions provisions in these bills that they call voter id laws that have nothing to do with the requirement to show an id to vote there are other what i call non-id requirements or non-id provisions in these bills again that have nothing to do um with with that um like for example um one of the things in the North Carolina voter ID law um had uh it was talking about like different ways that people voted and the North Carolina legislature in in the in the lawsuit specifically like the legislature specifically did like a study on the ways that people voted in the state of North Carolina and they only threw away, they only eliminated the ways, the certain ways that people voted that black voters used in the state. And the judge concluded in the case that, um, that they targeted black voters with, as he said, surgical precision. So that's why the North Carolina voter ID law, so-called voter ID law, was ultimately thrown out, was because, not because the judge felt that it was bad to have a voter ID, but because of all the other things in the law that was were meant to specifically target black voters. Um, but be, but they then call it's just like you know they call the Patriot Act the Patriot Act. So when people oppose the Patriot Act, people would say not like, oh, well, are you yeah. are you not a are you not patriotic? How can you not support this? You're are you not a patriot? So so <laughs> if I oppose every single every single time, almost every single time I've had a conversation about this bill about these laws I, I i specifically word the argument in such a way where i'll be like you know i'll say i always say like i have no problem with showing an ID to vote even though I, I i'll i've had a video where i show from the heritage foundation website which is a conservative website that of all of the examples of voter fraud for the last like 20 years or election fraud or election crimes that have gone on in the last 20 years that maybe like six of them would have been solved with a voter ID. Like the vast majority of all election crimes are not going to be solved with the requirement to show a voter ID. Even then, I have no problem with the requirement to do it just because it'll shut everyone up who wants one. Um, and, and it's fine. I, I'm like, I have no problem with it's, it's It's reasonable. It's a reasonable request to say, Hey, I'm me, I'm voting. Um, but I'll say it's not the ID that I have a problem with the vote. It's the, not, it's the other provisions that I have, the, not, the provisions that have nothing to do with a voter ID that I have problems with these so-called laws. And then in the, in like the Facebook post I'll make, I'll, I'll, I'll later on, I'll say, look, and even though I've said that I have no problem with requiring an ID, and even though I've said it's the other provisions in the law that, that I have a problem with, I guarantee you that somebody in this conversation is going to say, what's wrong with requiring an ID, and 99 times out of 100 the very next comment I get is, what's wrong with requiring an ID? Because these people are so ingrained with I'm opposing a voter ID law that they don't even bother listening to the arguments that I'm making. They just hear them opposing a voter ID law and don't even bother paying attention to what I'm saying and just hear mm-hmm. I'm opposing the voter ID law and just are just ready with what's wrong with requiring an ID. And I call my shot every time, and every time I'm like, you didn't even bother reading what I said
1: why would major, I even need your
0: comments? Yeah. Yeah. Why would I even uh, bother to have an argument with this person? Because you've you've shown you don't even care to have an honest conversation because yeah. if you would have an honest conversation with me, you would show, you would have listened and you read and you would have seen that. I agree with you that IDs are fine. It's just these other things. Um, like the Georgia law with the uh, SB 202, um, with the ridiculousness about the water, like, There's no reason to prohibit, like, anybody from going up to somebody and handing them a bottle of water while they're waiting on line of vote. And and good, I'm glad you agree. Uh, But it's a needless provision in the law. And people are like, well, what about people who are handing out um, bottles of water with, like, campaign, like, labels on them? I'm like, there's already a law against that. So enforce that law so yep. if, if if somebody has a bottle of water that says vote for Dan like yeah, find them money for electioneering with you know within a, however many yards of a of a bowling place that's fine yep. enforce that law but if some because the problem is is that like in like Georgia specifically, you have a lot of rural areas where a lot of conservative people vote where there's no lines they just show up to their polling places and they go vote, and then you have a lot of areas in in urban areas where they're are long lines and they're understaffed and people have to wait long lines to vote and then you have individuals and then they want to do things like you know shorten voting times eliminate early voting go to paper ballots what do you think about that Donald Trump said the other day that he wants to go to paper ballots what do you think about the move from moving away from agreed. electronic voting machines to paper ballots
2: agreed there's too much funny business going on with the electronics. Look, man, even our own internet at our in our home, we can't trust. We don't know if they're spying on us. We don't know if you know uh, people can hack into things. Nothing is secure anymore. Windows is the biggest scam and sham out there, uh, with uh, with unsecure operating systems. So uh, we're going to trust our our most precious thing in our in our country, which is our elections, that decide – you know where we're going to be for the next few years. Our leaders, our representatives, <laughs> we're going to trust electronics that that floating over the air, over the internet nodes across the air, that where anybody can pluck it out of the air and, and and alter and alter it. And that's basically what it what it happens. So yeah, I to answer your question, uh, hey, paper ballot, thumbprint, maybe even you know, go with that.
0: First of all, well, first let me say, hey, Chandler Pappas, thank you for joining us in the chat. Appreciate you for joining us. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen you, so thank you for joining us. Um, now my opinion has always been for a while, like back, back since 2000, like I didn't like the punch cards, like when they had it, I was like, that's, that, that always seemed to be too, um, especially like when you had like the hanging chat issues, or whatever, like, you know, it seemed to be too prone to failure. Um, but like my, my issue was like, I didn't necessarily, you know, I, I, I agreed with the general idea of maybe there might be a problem with having a purely electronic voting system, not because I was concerned that they could be hacked because like you shouldn't have them, you shouldn't necessarily have them on a, you shouldn't have them on an open network. You should have them on a, on a closed network. That's, that's air gaffed. Um, yep. That should, that should be one thing. But I, my opinion was that they should be like they should print out a receipt and then you should be able to put the receipt like in a bin that's attached to each machine so that if you want to audit the machine and say, okay, here's the machine vote count and here's the paper vote count from that machine so you can match the two. So that to me, that would that's be the test where, where, where you could do the audit of them. Because my problem with strictly moving the paper ballot. Well, I have two problems with strictly moving the paper ballots. My first problem with strictly moving the paper ballots is this. Remember how bad Donald Trump was whining and bitching about how they, they needed to stop the counting and how we how how we had such a big problem, you know, we were so slow counting the ballots on election night yeah, okay, in twenty yeah. twenty. Right. right. I remember that. How long are we gonna take as a country to count the votes if they're all paper? It's gonna take some time. It's gonna take forever. <laughs> like it's gonna take it's gonna take two, three weeks. Because, you know, I've heard conservatives say, Well, we used to do paper ballots back in like Lincoln's days. Well, back in Lincoln's days, we didn't have like 17,000 things on the ballots on top of everything else like, you know, elections these days will have president and, you know, maybe Senate and definitely and
2: some like, on definitely there. Yeah. Congress, yeah.
0: then local local issues, you know, mayors, you know, councilmen, aldermen, if you have aldermen, um, other local elections, local ordinances, state issues, all yep. sorts yep. of different things. Then Like, you know, there are there are things to be said about not stuffing a ballot full of things and so you so you don't overwhelm the ballot and overwhelm the voters on any given voting day. But there's also something to be said about the fact of like when a state shoves things on things that are not on main election days, then you have low turnout on those other issues. And then you don't get true representation on those issues either. So Um, but yeah, so. If, if we're going to move to if it would move to a paper ballot system, I don't want to hear any whining about how long it takes to to count the ballots um, well we
2: can hire more people. come on, we' can get more people i mean i I'd, I'd, I'd like to go in and count the ballots if I wasn't running for public office, which I'm gonna be running here in North Carolina again. you know uh, I would like you know I would be involved you can get more people involved with the election process. I mean, isn't that our duty anyway i mean as as an American citizen, I mean, shouldn't we all try to get involved anyway?
0: I mean, I would hope that everyone would like to be involved at some point, but the other thing is this, is that if we have paper ballots, how do we make sure that paper ballots in certain areas are not just tossed?
2: I agree that's 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 you know where where is the trust and the faith or the integrity in our country if we we're worried about every little thing but it's a big issue you're right it's, a, it's something that we have to worry about I worked for a moving company in West Haven Connecticut okay and we used to deliver the voting machines okay to the uh to the polls to the to the uh, and and we we'd have those machines sometimes overnight on our trucks we could have done if I was, a, you know, a criminal or a, you know, paid off by a mm-hmm. politician. I could have done anything to those machines, and nobody would have ever known it. You know, and and that's the thing. So there's so much in insecure, insecure voting activities going on in this country. So that's why we have to got to really. Pay close attention to it and have discussions about this and fix it because there's a lot, you know, there's so much mistrust. Like I began, like I just said, there's no faith, no lack of faith, no trust with each other, and that's when we have to rebuild that in this country. You know, remember nine eleven? After nine eleven, this country came together, everybody was united. You know. uh, I remember everyone had a flag. I was in Connecticut at that time. That was real close to New York City. I remember, and yeah, all the highways were shut down. But the next day, everybody had a flag on their car, and everybody holding doors for it. everybody was kind to each other, you know. And and we've lost that, and now again. So what's it going to take to get everybody back together again and do that? And the election is. Everybody says, "Hey, the elections were rigged." How many times do you hear that throughout the course of your day, or when you're talking politics? The elections were rigged. The elections were rigged. You know, whether it was for Biden or Trump, it doesn't matter. It was a rig. We can't trust those politicians, right? We hear that all the time.
1: Right,
0: but even but even like and and the thing is is that when nine eleven happened, it even happened after an election that was very controversial. Yeah. But yeah. But but the election that was controversial, you know, Gore fought it, and then Gore eventually just gave up and just let it drop, you know. I mean, I don't forget what happened on it. You know, I, I think that there were shenanigans that happened on that one that were that I, I never liked I think,
2: Bush. So I may agree with you. I, I can stand. I mean, family. so
0: <laughs> laws were laws were changed. I think for the better to help deal with some of those issues that arise. Like for example, when um, Florida purged over a, like 10,000 black voters from the lists, um, and the, the requirement was then you had to allow people to have a provisional ballot so that they could then cast a ballot and they could check to make sure that the person was really allowed to vote or not, um, you know, provision. So they were allowed to cast a provisional yeah. ballot. That was, that was a good change.
2: Yeah, but it was after the fact though. It was after the fact. You
0: know? and, I, and I think the actions that were taken by, um, Katherine Harris back then were, were questionable because, you know, by casting such a wide net that she did on the state, it, it it made it possible for, for a lot of false positives to happen. And, um, when they looked into it, the amount of people that were wrongly denied the right to vote. And if you did the math on how many of those people were black versus how many people were white, and then how many people, and then the, the percentages of how many of those people would have voted for Gore versus the amount of people of those people that would have voted for Bush. Um, you would have had a different president at the time, so I mean, and,
2: and we would have been in trouble with Al Gore. Let me tell you.
0: I don't know. I, I don't. I don't even. Know. I, I did a show a while back called the Liberal Dan Radio Multiverse, um, where I had like people in the chat room and everything trying to come up with um, what would have happened in Liberal Dan Radio Multiverse if this would have happened, if that would have happened, like. <laughs> Like I don't Monday think,
1: <laughs> like I, I don't think
0: I don't think we would have we would have had 9/11 if that would have happened simply because of the fact that if you read the 9/11 Commission um, report, the reason that Clinton didn't because in December of uh, of uh, 2000, um, the Clinton administration determined that uh, Bin Laden was behind the bombing of the U.S. coal, USS coal and but did not want to hand off. Uh, to the Bush administration, a uh, an ongoing military exercise. So they handed the intel to the Bush administration that hey, we just found this out. You can deal with it. We didn't want to hand you off military operation. I think had Gore been determined to be the winner, um, or had Gore just won, I think that he would have probably started the that military action at that point, and then we wouldn't have had a Bin Laden at that point. And I don't we, know. We would have if, never uh, went
2: into Iraq. I'll tell you that,
0: we wouldn't have died yeah. for a second. Time. Sure. Right. Because, you know, we would we wouldn't have had a situation where uh, Saddam Hussein would have tried to kill Al Gore senior. So there yeah. would have been no, <laughs> no attempt to revenge. And 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 we also didn't have a situation where um whatchamacallit, um
2: uh, <clears throat> chemical the weapons. Vice pres-
0: the vice president um <laughs> Wouldn't have been a stockholder in Halliburton or whatever. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's, I was not a fan of the Iraq War. Trust me. You know, so. just thinking of the thousands of lives that would be here today, and what what change, yeah. you know, and all that ripple effect that happens with those lives that are not here.
0: Right. You know, butterfly flaps and swings, and all that good stuff. So.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I gotta anyway. listen. I have to step out. I gotta step out. So, uh, but I appreciate you taking my calls. A good conversation, and uh, I'll, hopefully, I'll talk to you next week.
0: And look, hey, like. Have Marge give me a shout out over on twitter uh, and and have I'm her, good, have her let, let me, what she have her let me know what she felt about my show. <laughs> I'm going to
2: I promise you got my word.
0: Why am I getting this ninety second thing? I don't know it's happening all the time. It's really weird, but <laughs> I, I, if my show starts going off in in ninety minutes then ninety seconds I'll still be able to have the show on uh on 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 um on YouTube though just the the, the blog talk radio people won't be able to have me but Again, thank you for calling in. I was hoping you would All call right. in because we did want to get your feeling about the uh, Bud Light thing. But thank you so much, and I, uh, I'll talk to you All later, right. man. Have a good one. All right, take care. Bye. All right, I did want to get back. I didn't. I have. I don't know why I'm hearing sixty seconds. This is so weird. Let's see. Boo, boo, boo. Save six. it should be a three hour. It should be coming up as three hours. I'm at two hours. I don't know why it, it might hang up on me. I don't know. Um, very weird. Yeah. Egg off Twitter. I did see that tweet or whatever. If Sudafed fed puts rainbows on their boxes, the kid rock fans will get clean. Yeah. Let me go ahead and get, and just kind of go through some of these comments cause I hadn't seen a bunch of them. So it was too busy. That I, I, I was a good conversation with Gibson media. I, I, I it was, a, I think it was probably one of our best ones. Um, I have to say that. I think it was one of our best ones. I think we agreed on a lot. Um, I didn't have to play my OI sound at all, any at at, at all. Um, no, I don't understand why it's telling me ten seconds. No, stop it. I have a hundred eighty minutes that, and I've only been in online. Like it says, my stream left is a, is a, is an hour left, but it says stream connective, Whatever, I don't know. So if you're on Blog Talk Radio and you're listening, whatever you no longer are listening. But I guess if you're listening. Um, if you're listening on YouTube, you still get me. So there you go. Um, anyway, let's kind of scroll back down. <coughs> Elizabeth's going back to the North Carolina thing or the Tennessee thing with the – they were disruptive. That civil disobedience, different in insurrection. I agree. But even then, I don't even think they were disruptive because they didn't – as far as I'm aware, they weren't doing anything during a live – like they weren't interrupting anything like live hearings or live events or anything that was in session. I think they were doing it while they were in recess. So that's, that's why it was absurd. And again, it was, again, another example of just why did they target the two? They targeted the two because why? Well, anybody looking at this with any sort of, thinking cap on, you know, we would have to look at it and, and just at least raise an eyebrow and say, look, there's got to be racial motivations here. And even if, even if you, you want to give a benefit of the doubt and say, you know, wonder if there's not, what, what, what other motivations might there be, you have to at least acknowledge that other people are going to say, come on.
1: <coughs> you
0: At least got to acknowledge that people are going to assume that there are racial motivations here. Ugh, I'm running out of water. <laughs> I've been doing well, the show I'm doing much better than I thought I would, but the fact that I'm out of water may very well make the show end much more quickly. So, um, but I do have some more cough drops. So that that can be good. Um, voter IDs. Yes. I mean, I said, I did mention with voter IDs, like Louisiana requires voter ID, but they're available for free. Um, the only thing I would change about any state, that requires voter IDs um, to make it even better or even more accessible to people is that not only should voter IDs be free, but you should be able to access all of the required documents for free for the for the purpose of getting a voter ID. Like, let's say the state has, like, your, your all of your other records, you should be able to get that for free as well, or just make a federal ID that everybody gets for free. This is your federal voting ID. Boom. Done. Everyone gets it. Boom. Done. This is what you used to vote. Period. Um, boom, 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 Yeah, everyone Everyone brought up well-regulated just like I did. Um, I always say whenever – it was a great phone call that one time. I called in the Jeff Correa show. And Jeff's wife was on the air. I don't even think they were married at the time. They might have been married at the time. I don't know. But but he his wife was on was one of the people on the air. And it was so great. <laughs> Cause uh 'cause I was like, look, you know you know, y'all want to talk about how we don't we don't recognize uh that um That the shall not be infringed, but conservatives ignore a well-regulated militia part. And she goes, the words regulated are not in there. And I outwardly just laughed. (coughs) I was cracking up. (coughs) I think Jeff even laughed too. And he read it after the commercial break. And she was like, well, Whatever. I'm like, I told you, it's it's there. (laughs) Excuse me. See, I told you. I ran out of water. I'm going to start going downhill fast. Elizabeth James Crow, modern Jim Crow. Nice. Uh, Let's see. Boom. (sighs) Excuse me. Again, I'm going downhill fast, so. They're not extreme views, for fuck's sake, blah, blah, blah. You can condemn it. let scroll down some more. Your right to an opinion ends where your privacy begins. Exactly, Elizabeth. Um... Republicans stand against the popular vote because they're in the minority. Exactly. Adolf Twitler. Um, this is why it's such delicate balance, if DC had an equal vote as Wyoming, there would never be another Republican president. Sure. Um National Firearms Act of nineteen thirty four was passed out for prohibition. Um uh, first federal gun law. Um
1: twenty
0: fourth amendment bans charging a poll tax yep and that's why we can't that's why we should not have any sort of fees but the but that one of the things the North Carolina you know thing did was charge five dollars or ten dollars or something for an ID if you didn't have an ID and again that's a poll tax so it should be unconstitutional um, P dubs getting ID is very hard for the elderly yes. Um, especially when the elderly like, don't have access to their papers, there are there many articles about certain voter ID laws being passed that put overly restrictive requirements on getting an ID, on the documents required to get an ID, which prohibited people who've been voting for decades to not be able to get a voter ID who were legitimate voters. And so, again, harming people who, you know, the 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 treatment is worse than or the, the cure is worse than the sickness or whatever. But again, as I've talked about on the show before, even if you go to the heritage and I've talked about earlier, the Heritage Foundation website, very conservative website. You can go to the website. You could see a list of like voter crimes for election crimes for the last 20 years or maybe even more. Of all of the v- elections that have taken place like in, in this country. For decades, 20 years, maybe 30, maybe 40 years, you, you, you see how many of these have taken place, and you see all, examples of all these crimes and all these convictions, and like seven are ones that are like the person voting like was the wrong person, <laughs> and a voter ID would have stopped it, whereas all the other ones, a voter ID would have done nothing because it had nothing to do with a voter ID. A voter ID would have done nothing to stop them from doing from doing whatever nefarious thing they did, so having a voter ID would do nothing to stop most election crimes. But what it will do if we if we did have a nationally recognized ID that was just like Mexico does, just paid for by the government, just comes down to everybody when you turn eighteen boom uses the vote. what that would do is it would just shut up the ability of any conservative to be able to say, we need an idea to vote. There, we have them. There you go. Everyone has one. Done. So they'd never be able to use that argument to pass all their other bullshit laws that they re- that they really want to pass. But even, even Gibson Media said that the water law in SB202 in Georgia was bullshit. So if Gibson Media was saying it's bullshit, and I say it's bullshit, it's bullshit. So, um, yeah, Chandler, again, I'm glad Chandler was able to show back up. Uh, another person who dis- disagrees politically, I believe, but you know, I'm glad he popped back in. Boo! poo 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 boo. Excuse me. Again. Still coughing. Anyway, just shows up. Thank you, Bicycle Mike. I got your email, um, but I was on my cruise. I think when I got it, so I didn't have the opportunity to respond to it. Uh, since you're from Texas, I also got your email. I need to respond to you as well. I don't know if you're in the chat or not today or not, but if you are, I did get your email as well. So thank you for that, and I will I will respond to that as well. Um, again, if I'm on the cruise, so um, again. I wasn't expecting to do two hours. I wasn't expecting to last this long. Um, But as you can hear, because of my cough and because of my sore throat and my hoarseness or whatever, I am. Hey, Cynthia, thank you. I I did think I saw your name there or whatever, or that you were online. Hey, Jackie, how's it going? Um, But, yeah, I did want to say that I did get your – I did get your uh, – I did see your email. I I am going to get back to you. Um, Yeah, I've shown ID – like every single time I voted, I think ever. Like again, I don't have a problem with it. It's easy. It's very easy to show um, to show ID to vote if you have an ID. Um, but they're trying to make it hard to to even get an ID. They're trying to say, "Hey, we're going to show an ID," and then we're going to do all this other. It's it's not about the that's the thing. It's never about the thing that they're talking about. Like it's hand waving and smokes and smoke and mirrors. Voter ID. We wanna we wanna talk about voter ID over here. Uh, it's something else over here that we really want to do. This is the thing over here we're really doing. To, to but the voter ID is the shiny thing to distract you from the real thing we're doing over here. So, Wes, vocal rest is the only cure for a rough voice and avoid coughing. I know. Yeah, you said that. I know. And I know I should. So I should probably shut the show off soon. And I probably will. So um, anyway, Um, I probably won't talk too much tomorrow on the stream. When I do stream on Twitch, again, twitch.tv slash nerdydan.com. I'll be on tomorrow. Um, Aaron, I apologize. Again, I talked about this earlier. Um, Because I didn't do my stream on Thursday, Tomorrow's stream is going to be Fortnite. Uh, Tuesday stream will also probably Fortnite, and then I'll do the update to Disney Dreamlight Valley the next Thursday. Um, So I'm uh, I'm doing the show. I'm ending the show now though. Um, So Disney Dreamlight Valley will be delayed a, a, a week. So anyway. I'm about to tap out, so I've just had about enough. My voice has just about had enough of me torturing it today, so <laughs> I don't know. I guess I enjoy going on cruises, but my uh, I, 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 I didn't even give out any free hugs. I wore my free hug shirt. I didn't give out a single free hug the entire cruise, and I still managed to get the cost, so whatever. It is what it is. Sorry, Don, when I stole your line this time. But this is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio Talk from the Left. That's right. We will be back next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central, here on YouTube.com slash Liberal Dan Radio or Liberal Dan, blogtalkradio.com slash Liberal Dan. Um, tomorrow, uh, 8 p.m. Central, uh, <clears throat> Liberal Dan Radio over on Twitch. Uh, Tuesday um, as well on Twitch as well, twitch.tv slash Liberal Radio as well. Until well, next week, this is Dan Zimmer for the Day and of Radio. Sol from the left. That's right.